Here's the, the issue that the vast majority of our industry is struggling with, at least in my experience, in my opinion, you know, um, is that, okay, so 2012 to middle of 2022, longest bull market in U.S. recorded history, mm-hmm. longest economic expansion, longest real estate boom expansion to ever exist since 1776. So and I hear people say, oh, I can't wait for the market to return to normal. I'm like, this is normal. What you Welcome to Agent Success Podcast. If you're a real estate agent looking to succeed in today's crazy market, well, you're in the right place. Each week, we talk with successful real estate agents willing to share their expert insights, trade secrets, and mindset that help them to succeed. There's no fluff, just straight to the point content that prioritizes one thing above all, your success. So without further ado, let's cut to the chase. Welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, agentsuccesspodcast.com. This week, we have a very special guest, my new friend. I've been stalking him for a few years, but my new friend, Mr. Joshua Smith. How are you doing, Joshua? Hey, doing doing amazing, and thank you so much for having me on, man. Honored, honored to be on here jamming with you today. All right, right on. Well, as, as everybody knows who watches us, we just want to add value to agents. What can we do to add, add value to agents? So every single guest we have is a success story in real estate, but just like the name says, you know, cut to the chase. We don't, we, you know, there's a lot of fluff in real estate and a lot of, a lot of ideas and Tony Robbins seminar type stuff that goes around, which is not bad, but sometimes you just got to get to the freaking meat of it. And like, what, what, what's my action? What do I do? Like, 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 like I've, I've listened to every tape I've done this, I've done. So what do I do? So that's what Joshua is a master at. And we're going to help discover that with him today. So uh, first off, just to let everybody know, you you are licensed. Uh, where are you licensed? Give, give me a little bit of a scoop where you're at right now. Yeah. So so Phoenix, Arizona, um, been in the business since 05, you know, so jumped in in 05 and, um, you know, hit the ground running, had a solid year my first year, you know, 48 deals my first year, which led to me starting my team. So hired my first assistant. And um, so I've been running and operating a, a, you know, my real estate team now for about 18 years out here in Phoenix. Oh, that's, that's a good, uh, that first year, that's almost, almost, I mean, that I I know a lot of agents, right? And and 48 deals your first year is unheard of real. I shouldn't say unheard of, but very, very rare. Was this mostly buyers, sellers? Like where where were you finding your success? Yeah. Yeah. You know, now now to put some backstory to that, you know, because I think it's important to have context, you know, Mm because it's so easy to get in the negative trap of comparison. Um, You know, I had nine years of of sales experience before I got into real estate. My father owned and operated gyms for 30 years. So I started selling health club memberships, personal training packages at the age of 14. You know, so then, you know, so yeah, there was, you know, I just had to interchange the products and, and I was also 23 years old wasn't married, didn't have kids. I could work from 4 a.m. to midnight, you know? So like if I jumped in today, okay, would I do 48 deals my first year being married, having three kids? Situation's a lot different. I probably wouldn't, right? So, you know, I just wanted to make that clear because sometimes, again, that comparison, we can beat ourselves up with that. Um, But uh, in the beginning, dude, it was was open houses, man. It was, was, you know, because I did 48 first year, 103 my second. And for my first 18 months, it was all buy side. I had no interest in going after the sell side, you know, and I kind of, I kind of got lucky. Well, when I say this, you know, I, I did an open house every single day, you know, really for my first year of, of the business. Um, um, so by day four, that was my fourth open house. I got a buyer, 300,000 cash buyer, you know, so I was like, you know, had a win right out of the gate. So I was like, dude, this is easy. And then don't get, I mean, it was hustle. It was, you know, um, but yeah, I just, to me, it was that first 18 months, and, and I think in the beginning too, you know, you're kind of nervous about going after listings and it was in my comfort yeah. zone. Um, um, but yeah, the buy side just flowed so natural and the connection. I just had moved to Phoenix from Michigan. So I didn't know anybody, you know, um, so I didn't have a sphere of influence, you know, so it was a great way to kind of build up that, that SOI base. Um, but then it got to the point where, you know, I was spending about 10 hours a week mm-hmm. just prospecting other agents in my office, outside my office, because I needed... <laughs> I needed open houses to do, and I didn't have any listings. So then it took me 18 months to, to gather the intelligence to think of, a, well, maybe I should go out there and get my own listings. So I have <laughs> so my own open houses. I'm having to spend 10 hours a freaking week prospecting these damn agents to get an open house. So, so then I started also attacking expires and going after expires to get the listings um, just so I had open house opportunities because I was just, you know, nailing with open houses. And, um, and then that led to, okay, also stacking a ton of listings and, and, and then that brings us to, you know, 2007, 
and things changed very dramatically in, in 2007. So went from this massive boom. Yeah, to this massive you, you, you could have you could have a hundred buyers in 2007, and uh, and you know nobody's nobody's even writing loans for them at that point, right? So you, you can even have qualified buyers, and they're just not getting the money. Or you could go out and get a ton of sellers, and there's no buyers. So it was a really weird, very very weird time. Yeah, in Phoenix, we were one of the hardest hit markets in the, in the U.S. You know, I mean, properties I was selling for. You know, let's just say three fifty. You know, after the crash, I'm selling for eighty five, ninety thousand. You know, lots oh of land we were selling for one fifty. Now we're selling for five thousand. Pretty much everything got to the point where it was distressed. You know, right? It was either REO or or a short sale. So you're saying two thousand seven, you're dropping the prices, uh, you know, to ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so we 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 got hit, we got hammered. Right now, the blessing of this was is I was so used to pulling out that blank piece of paper and having to reinvent myself every day. I didn't have bad habits yet. So for me, it was very easy to adapt and pivot into the distressed market of the great financial crisis. And and look, I mean, there's just things that I learned. And this is what's allowed me for almost 20 years now to grow and scale my business every single year and have it better than the previous year, regardless of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. You know, Because I've just learned that, look, real estate's always moving. It's always selling. It's always trading hands. But we've got to adapt to Okay, who the market's good for? Because that will pivot, right? Um, yeah. um, and we can go deeper into that because there's definitely some changes now that we're seeing in the marketplace that you know people are really struggling with this pivot. But you know, then yeah, I positioned myself into doing short sales and REOs, and you know, um, um, next thing you know, we're on with 35 different banks and doing a bunch of short sales. Those expireds, you know, stumbling short sales on accident. My expireds, they weren't they, meaning calling these people. The reason why their expi- homes were expiring was because they couldn't price it where they needed to price it. Because now with, you know, rate or prices coming down, they were upside yeah. down in their mortgage, but then they got to the point where they needed to sell. So, you know, I had to figure out short sales and was able to adapt with that. Just like, you know, in the last 18 months, well, last 18 to 24 months, man, our businesses had to adapt again massively because we've seen a it's, huge change. Yeah, it, it's a lot different. And for, for uh, you know, I've, I've interviewed uh, several real estate agents where I've asked them, what did they do in that time? Like, what was their business like? And there are a very small handful. This is very, it's a very unique that somebody said, I attacked the REOs, right? I attacked the REOs because it, you know, a lot of people, oh, you know, so-and-so they do, they do the foreclosure listings or, oh yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how to go through and get the, you know, get a, get a short sell taken care of. I don't know how to do these things. And so people just, just didn't do it. Right. And then there's a select few that said, like you said, real estate is always moving. It's, it's, it's constantly moving. So it's just different in 2008, 2009. It's just different. So do you learn and adapt? Do you get that new skill? Do you adapt to that to that new way of doing business? And I think that skill set, being an entrepreneur, being a, a serial entrepreneur, as, as I believe you are as well, it, you, have to, you have to be so flexible in what you do. And I, here's what I've discovered over all the years of me trying to be, you know, trying to be an entrepreneur is I've discovered whatever I come up with in my head. And I am just, I'm like a ridiculous optimist, right? So whatever I come up with in my head, it never turns out that way. So it took me a long time to learn that though, right? Like it took, it took me a couple decades. And finally I'm like, hold on a second. Nothing ever turns out the way I planned. So therefore I have to be very flexible. I have to be, you know, like they say, rigid in your, uh, you know, flexible in your approach, rigid in your goals kind of thing. Right. And so for you to do that. So that leads to a quick question then is in today's market, how do you feel, is it more difficult to do real estate right now or is it just different that requires a different skill set or both? It's just different. It's, it's, it's actually, it's the second easiest time I've ever seen to go out there and sell real estate in my career. You know, wow. um, but here, here, here's the, the issue that the vast majority of our industry is struggling with, at least in my experience, in my opinion, you know, um, is that, okay, so 2012 to middle of 2022, longest bull market in U.S. recorded history, mm-hmm. longest economic expansion, longest real estate boom expansion to ever exist since 1776. So and I hear people say, oh, I can't wait for the market to return to normal. I'm like, this is normal. What you just got done experiencing <laughs> was abnormal. And the probability yeah. of you experiencing that again is very slim to none. You know, um, but that time was just so damn good where <clears throat> you could kind of show up, kind of be consistent, kind of work hard and go out there and make mm-hmm. multiple six figures in this business. So people got accustomed to, they got used to, or they just never had learned how to um, uh, play offense. So they got so used to just being able to be passive, 
go after there's an abundance of low hanging fruit. They could play defense and they haven't pivoted to playing offense. Right now is a market where you have to be extremely intentional. You got to pivot to offense. If you are relying on low hanging fruit, if you are running your business passively, playing defense, meaning just waiting for business to come to you, like you are going to struggle and you're going to get demolished. You've got to go out there and hunt. And by that, um, um, you know, again, every day it's like, okay, what am I doing to be intentional to put deals together and make deals happen? But then from there, you got to hunt correctly. You got to hunt where the food is, right? So this is a market of, of needs, not wants. So sales is just pain and pleasure, right? Who's experiencing the pain with their current mm -hmm. situation? They want out of that pain to get their pleasure, right? My job is to identify who are the people that are experiencing the most pain with their current living situation that need to buy, that need to sell in this given marketplace. So I'm not going to go out there and do things like circle prospecting. I'm not going to go, I call it, you know, sniper versus shotgun. I'm not going to go shotgun things. I got to operate like I got that sniper scope in this market. You know, so an example with this, okay, you got Fizbo's and expireds. We don't necessarily know their pain, but they raise their hand that they want to go out there and sell. You yeah. know, but then from there, okay, going after investors, a lot of investors right now that bought wrong, that are, you know, in negative cash flow territory, that are receiving a lot of pain that we're going after. You've got a ton of NODs again. So pre foreclosures. Yep. I mean, they are just on the massive, massive rise. You know, so being intentional with going out there and hunting and the other, the other blessing of this market. Now people won't necessarily it depends on how you how you mentally frame and look at this, but 95 plus percent of our industry will never go out there and acquire the necessary skill set to sell in a more challenging economic time. So even with hyper competitive niches, you know, like Fizbo's and expires, it is so easy right now. And we are getting the highest conversion rates that we've ever seen because most people just do, they, they, they don't know how to go out there and have effective conversations where they're leading the process. They don't know how to identify what the true objections are, how to overcome those objections. So if you are willing to go out there and play offense and hunt right now, mm -hmm. it is like fishing with dynamite, but you have to go out there and hunt. I think that's, uh, to me, I have found with real estate agents after talking to, I mean, hundreds of agents that, that over the years that we've done stuff with is I found agents that are very, well, you, you kept using the word intentional, right? I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a sniper and I'm not going to shoot a shotgun. And having that intentional approach, I, I have found with all the people I talk to that that is the that is one very key difference between agents who are going with the flow, so to speak, riding the waves, as opposed to making making it happen. As an example, most of the agents I know that are like like sur not just surviving right now, but actually doing good in today's market, I find that they they have a plan every single day. And on Tuesdays, they really don't want to call Fizbo's. But guess what Tuesday's scheduled for? Calling Fizbo's, right? And they, they do those things that, that they have to do, even though it sucks, even though they don't want to do it. But they've also changed. They've evolved. As you were saying, They like maybe this, maybe, you know, A was working four years ago, but it doesn't work today. So I have to yeah. do Z today. And they're smart enough to still be busy and still do those exercises and not give up too soon. But also at the same time, they, they, every day they wake up and they, they know their plan that day, um, which leads me to a, a quick question. Um, what do you think the number one failure point with new agents is? Well, or new, uh, let's, let's actually separate that into two questions. Maybe it's the same thing. New agents and existing agents. What is the number one failure thing that, that they do? You know, I, I would say the, the first thing is, <clears throat> um, you know, they, they, they don't know necessarily what they're signing up for, right? Like meaning, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, we want to go, like everybody wants to go out there and create success, but success does not come without sacrifice. So, so we gotta, we gotta deal in realities and understand, okay, what is it that we're going to have to sacrifice? What is it that we're going to have to do to go out there and put in success? So many people jump in this industry. Yeah. You know, I hear it all the time. I'm like, okay, well, why'd you get in this industry? Oh, well, I bought a house and saw what our realtor did. And it just seemed like it'd be fun. You know, I'm like, See, yeah, that's, that's gotta, like 90% of realtors, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, you, you got to experience the fun part. The, the, the difficulty that you didn't see was the 40 hours that took the, you know, take some behind the scenes to acquire the client. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and if you do not dial in client acquisition, I, like, I don't care how good, like you can be the best realtor on the planet. Meaning like, you know, the contracts inside mm -hmm. now, you know, the real estate inside now, you know how to service your clients at the highest level inside now. But if you do not know how to go out there and acquire consistent, steady flows of new clients, you're going to be a great broke realtor. And there's no abundance, you know, there's no shortage of those in our industry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So client acquisition, if you don't get that dialed in, 
and and you don't know what you're signing up for. I mean, how often do you hear this? Do I hear this all the time of, you know, um, well, I do, I just don't like sales. I'm not good at sales. I'm like, what the officers and realtors that sign up that. for, dude. You know, right? Like, like, yeah, you know, we are in sales. You know, now, now the great thing is, is people are already sold on the fact they want to buy and sell real estate. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't need to, like you and I, we don't need to go out there and sell, like they want it. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, we got the product that we're the best guide to get them from where they're at to where they want to go, you know, to represent them, you know? Um, but if you can't do that, if you cannot, you know, if you don't dial in those skill sets and, 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 you know, get good at that, like you are going to struggle and, and, you know, and, and then from there, okay. Then we move over to seasoned agents, you know, um, um, you know, th- th- their biggest issue then, let's just say they dial in that skill set, you know, which, which even then, I mean, most just repeat the same mediocre year for 30 years, you know, right? So, uh, um, um, so 30, most 30 years of mediocrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just assume that they got that dialed in, you know, right? Um, um, you know, uh, well, then from there, okay, like they, they've got to, it's treating this business as a business. Like you got to understand, okay, what is it, the, what is the game that we are playing? Then from there, you got to know the game. You got to understand the game. You got to master each level of the game, you know, right? The overall real estate sales funnel. Then from there, you know, it's like, okay, it's a developing systems and processes for each element of the game, tracking each element of the game, you know, and then eventually, you know, plugging in the right people to help you, you know, continue to scale the game. So I guess, you know, I could classify all of that as treating this as a business, you know, which I know we get told all the time, you got to treat your business, you know, business as a yeah. business, but most people just don't really grasp what that means. Right, right. It's if you were to go out and you, you said that you started off selling, you know, gym with your dad, gym memberships, right? If your dad just decided to go out and start a gym and didn't focus on client acquisition or any of that stuff, you could have the best gym on the planet. If nobody goes there, it doesn't matter. And you know, people want to get strong, right? It's the same thing in real estate. You know, people want to buy a house, they want to sell a house. But if you, if you cannot do client acquisition, that, that is the golden ticket in this industry. And I think a lot of people get caught up. I mean, I'm all for CE classes. I teach CE classes. I attend them. I sponsor them. I'm all for them. But when I start seeing the same people in all the CE classes, and that's where they're spending the majority of their time is trying to, they they think they're, they're sharpening their ax, so to speak, when in reality, wake up and do what's, what is the most important thing to do today? And that's going to be how am I going to get another client? You said it, I go out and do open houses. Now you, you mentioned one thing that I thought was really interesting four days in the business and you did four open houses, right? That's, yeah. that's, I think that's crazy because who would have taught you that? Did you just decide that? Or did somebody tell you, go, did you read a book on it? What was that? No. Nah, so this was back, you know, I jumped in in 05 and I'm kind of dating myself here, but, um, there was no podcast. There was no YouTube. There was no smartphones. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, um, uh, so, but what I did do is, is look, I, I, I've, you know, just from being an athlete as a kid, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, like I always knew, like I always wanted to learn from the best, right? Mm-hmm. So um, as I was going through real estate school, yeah, you know, I just looked up the top of the top in our, you know, in our industry did the best that I could with the due diligence that, that I could do at that time. And I went out there and I interviewed anybody that would let me pick their brain, you know, because mm-hmm. I wanted to have a plan because it was very obvious very early on when I got into real estate school that this is not going to teach me anything about making money. And I didn't expect it to. I didn't go into this yeah. with delusion. Like, okay, like you go, you know, people will, will rip on real estate school, but I'm like, okay, go go to call, you know, go to whatever college and go go yeah. to law school. Okay, they're going to teach you the law inside now, but they are not going to teach you how to grow your attorney practice and go out there and acquire clients. Same yep. thing with medical school. They're not going to teach like you like you know like I just yeah you know, wasn't delusional. I knew that. So so then from there, I'm like, dude, I got to have a plan to execute on starting day one because I also when I jumped into this, like I had a thousand bucks to my name. So I knew that, man, I got to get deals hopping right a freaking way. Like, you know, with this. Rent, rent's due next month, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, I just went out there. So I had a game plan to execute on and I started looking at, okay, well, what are my strengths? So when I started looking at, you know, those that were doing open houses, I was like, man, this is, this is just like a gym tour. You know, right. I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay, like a gym tour, you know, I, they come in, they sign in, Right. You, you, you develop rapport, you establish what, you know, where they're at, what their goals are. You give them on a, a tour based on that and you articulate that, you know, okay, you have the best facility to get them from where they're at to where they want to go. And if you articulate that right and sell the vision in their head, boom, they buy a membership. 
I'm like, okay, this is the same process, you know, other than trying to sell them the gym membership, I'm just selling them on me to let me help them go out there and find the home that they're looking for. So yeah. also was I was able to in my head to be like, okay, this real estate thing's new to me, but the process I already have dialed in from all these other years of experience. So I found that, okay, based on my strengths and based on my previous experience, what will be the best strategy for me to go out there and attack? And I just went, you know, balls to the wall. I mean, I do, I, I would do two or three on the week, you know, like two or three per day on the weekends. But then, you know, cause I've always looked at this, like, okay, well, if I'm going to go sit in the office, the probability of me getting walk-ins in my office is about zero. So why don't I just go out there and do, you know, open houses every single day of the week and have that be my office. And if I have nobody show up, okay, I'm still getting my emails done. I'm still like, I'm, I'm not just there, you know, picking my damn nose, twiddling my thumbs. Yep. Yeah. Right. Like I'm in there working just like I would at the office, but I have the highest probability of getting somebody to walk in and, and, and come through, you know, at least that was my mentality, you know, back then. So, you know, I just do them every single day, as many as I possibly could do. Cause I, I, I hear from so many people who have like, oh man, I've been in the business for six months or a year and, and I just haven't closed a deal. And I'm like, dude, that is an absolute impossibility. If you were showing up and working every single day, yeah, you know, right? even like, even even you know four or five hours a day, you're gonna get. You're, if you're doing stuff, you're gonna do. You're gonna get deals. Yeah, and then I'd go to okay, like it's just okay. How do I stay busy again? I, like, and again, I was I was taught to hunt in the gym business, right? So mm -hmm. you know, I was already okay. Let me go out there and hunt. So you know, then okay, if I didn't have an open house, I always had backup plans. Okay, let me go to Home Depot parking lot. So this is my Home Depot. I call it my Home Depot parking lot strategy. So you know, not not a super <laughs> you know, fancy name, but um. So in in why why I did this strategy was okay. I just bought my first house about a year before I got into real estate, and I was like, man, before I owned my first house, I was never at Home Depot. But now that I own a house, like I'm like I'm here every freaking weekend. So then what I'm like, Dude, homeowners <laughs> must be at at Home Depot. So I grab my name badge and and I go out there and okay, get a, grab a hundred cards, and my goal is to have a hundred conversations every day. You know, in the parking lot. Now, yeah. well, people are like, well, how do you approach these people? And then I'm like, dude, like I need to learn. And I also need to reduce sales resistance. So let me just go up and be honest. So when I walk up to people, I'm like, hey, my name's Joshua Smith. I'm with XYZ Real Estate down the street. Now, just so you know, I just got licensed. I'm brand new. I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm not here to sell you anything. Because even if you wanted to buy or sell real estate, you wouldn't want to utilize me because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, you know, I'm just trying to go out there, get my name out. And actually, there's a lot that I need to learn, you know, a, as a new realtor. So I just wanted to see if you could do me a favor. Um, and, and I figured instead of just guessing what it is I need to learn about the area, I would just ask people that live in the area. Like, is there anything that you, you are just interested in learning and knowing about the area that I can go do the research for you? You know, whether it's like new buildings coming up, new construction sites, anything that you are curious about, real estate related or not, just about our city. You know, is there anything that you have questions on that? Like, like let me go do the research for you. I'll email you, you know, the, the, the answer, you know, so I can learn and get the knowledge that actually people want and need. So I'd get people that, you know, get, you know, shoot me some questions, but I just kind of came as like, you know, cause people want to help other people. You're building, you know, you're right? building your database like a madman yeah. doing that. Right. So, and so then from there, check this out. Right. So then once again, I'm like, Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. You're helping me out a lot. Hey, I got one more favor to ask you. Know, do, do you own a home in the area? Yeah, I do. You know, um, would it, would it be okay with you? Like one of the things I really got to learn and, and, and get good at is doing home valuations. You know, would, would it be okay with you if, if I just kind of used your house as a test? Now, again, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm learning this, but I'm with a great broker, you know, so I'm going to have them review it and make sure it's fully accurate. So when I send this to you, the valuation will be accurate. So you'll get an you know, idea of exactly what your home is worth, you know, but, but it just allows me to learn how to do this process and, and just mean the world to me if, if you would allow me to do this. Would, would that be okay with you? So then boom, I get their address. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And then I hand them my card. And I tell them, hey, look, you've helped me out so much. There's anything you ever need from me, real estate related or not, man. If you need help moving a refrigerator, whatever it is, I'm your guy. You just call me up. I am here to help you. I'm here to support you. You know, um, but because I approached it in a non-salesy way and, and just asking for help, like, dude, I just had so many great conversations and it led to deals, you know. Um, so, that's, but it was that's amazing. Oh, that, I was going to say that, that that's amazing because what you're doing there, one, one sales uh, tactic that I try to teach my loan officers is you, like when we, when we go, you know, we, we go to look to, you know, talk, work with real estate agents as an example, is I tell them, what, what is the, what is the end result? What, what's the end goal? The end goal is to get a referral and close a deal and make, get paid, right? Okay. That's the end goal, but you're not going to get that on your first conversation, right? You're, you're, it's, it's right. impossible. So don't go ask for it. 
on your first conversation because it ain't going to happen. Instead, add value. Exactly what you're doing is you've approached it in a in a humble way. One of the ways that I approach a real estate agent, well, like like you. Hey, Joshua, this is Tim Chase of 719 Lending. You have no idea who I am, but I actually, I've actually heard about you. You're doing great things, right? And, and so same approach. I just step back in humility. I approach it. I get, but at the same time, I'm not asking for anything. I'm looking to provide. You're looking to provide, you know, you, at, you approach it with humility. And I love that Home Depot approach, right? But you approach it with humility. But then you're like, how can I add value to you? But in your mind, you you know that this is a long game. This could be this could be. But what you're doing, you're building your database, you're getting the address, you're getting the CMA. When those people turn around and they want to sell a house or buy a house, who are they calling? That kid that they met in the Home Depot parking lot. That's who they're calling, right? That that crazy kid that uh, you know twice a month he's sending me these market updates. I don't know what they are, but you know, man, this guy this guy's tenacious. I like this. It, beautiful approach, and, and I think that is. And, you know, you, you've been coaching a long time, so maybe, you know, you obviously know more than I do in this category. But to me, it seems that that is the just the, that internal drive to do it, to not to not accept how it is. Uh, change, that, that's a huge factor between success and failure in real estate. When I very first started in this industry, I started in 2000, 2000 or 2001, um, the guy I started with. I told him, I said, I will outwork, out hustle. I am a, I, I, I study sales. That's all I do is I study sales, right? I love the sales process. I love the, the just the whole process is, is beautiful to me. It's like an art form. And I said, I'm going to outwork everybody, but I need you to show me what to do. And in my naivete, he convinced me that he's going to show me what to do. Day one, okay, Tim, here's what you do. There's a phone book. You start in the A's. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and by, by week two, I'm like, this sucks. This doesn't work. He says, okay, don't worry. In the newspapers, there's these things called for sale by owners. They don't know any real estate agents. After one night of calling, I quickly found out they know every real estate agent because yeah. everybody's called them, right? But your approach to that says, okay, I got the tenacity, but I got the flexibility. I hadn't quite learned the the, the skill set there at my young age doing that. But that that's a, that's a fantastic approach. So with you in coaching... What, what has changed for you? Like, like when you bring, you know, you started this, when did you start coaching? Like five, 10 years ago? Yeah, well, I started my coaching program 10 years ago. Um, but really, you know, like to become a great team leader, like you got to become a good coach. So really, you know, I've been coaching, you know, whether it be my agents or other agents for I don't know, 17, 18 years now. Okay. So when you, when you, and there's going to be some evolution in that, right? There's going to be some personal growth, not just seeing real estate. You're going to see real estate agents fail and real estate agents succeed over 17 years of, of doing that. Um, what has changed in you, though? Like, what is your, what's different in your approach now and how you, how you handle your coaching compared to, let's say, even like five, six years ago? Yeah, you know, um, I'll, I'll lead it more to like when I first started coaching agents within my team because this was one of the biggest mistakes or two two of the biggest mistakes I ever made right um you know number one was okay like I, I treated it as everybody exists for Joshua Smith to hit Joshua Smith's goals mm, you know so yeah. instead of like you know instead of identifying what their goals were it was okay what are my goals and how do you exist in my ecosystem to make these a reality and right. things really changed as far as getting them to take massive action, getting them to go out there and execute, getting them to, you know, do all the things I always wanted them to do, right? Like if it's not, if they don't see the benefits, if it's not going after their goals, you know, right? Um, 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 and a plan to achieve their goals, like they're not going to take the action, you know? Yeah. So, so that was, you know, a big mistake that I made. Then from there, you know, um, um, you know, thinking that, okay, my way of success was going to be the, the way of success for everybody else. You know, then I yeah. quickly realized, like, oh, dude, like everybody has different strengths. Everybody has different weaknesses. Some people are introverts. Some people are extroverts. Some people, you know, so, and there's a thousand ways to create success. So there, there's a lot of nuances when people are like, well, what's the best strategy to go out there and build my business? I'm like, well, that's a lot to unpack, man. You know, because it is. I think I was going to ask that question here shortly. You know, right? <laughs> um, um, you know, so then from there of just understanding that, okay, like we got to assess, okay, what people's experiences are, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. Um, um, you know, and, 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 you know, what, what they're, ex what excites them, you know, it's like, okay, I have some agents, you know, where like, here's an example, man, one of my top agents now, 
when we first started out in the, in the company, you know, having her doing, you know, following Bazilla leads, Facebook leads, you know, doing certain things. And that just wasn't the right fit for her. Now we didn't know. And she didn't know at the time, because sometimes you got to do, you know, several different things before you see where your strength is, you know, but then from there, you know, as we started assessing this, she's like, you know, cause I just asked her, I'm like, well, what gets you excited? She's like, well, like, you know, social media, YouTube, she was a you know model previously. So she already, you know, you had to leverage that for, for that. So I'm like, okay, like th- this path isn't, you know, really working for you. So let's just, just, you know, kind of run into and pour into the things that excite you. And now dude, like she's popping eight deals a month consistently just between her wow. YouTube channel and social media. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Of, of, okay. Like, cause again, everybody's different, man. So, so really looking at that. And so that understanding of, you know, everything works, nothing doesn't. So if you're somebody that's like, okay, I hate the phones and I'm refusing to do the phones. Um, now the first thing I would say to that is, okay, do you hate the phones? Cause you hate the phones or do you hate the phones because you're not good at them yet? So the analogy I always get yeah. is like, dude, I'm a terrible dancer. Like I've never invested the time to learn how to dance. So if we're at a wedding and my wife wants me to get up and go dance, like it sucks. I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. But if I did invest the time to learn how to dance and I became pretty good at it. Okay. Then I'd probably enjoy that same activity at right now. You'd be sucks. pulling her out on the dance floor yeah, and, and so, enjoying it. Yeah. So the first thing that I say is, okay, if you were having great conversations and you were getting great wins and you were, so if you were having great conversations, if you were getting great wins, if you were setting a lot of appointments and, and, you know, and you were winning at this, okay, would you then enjoy it? Yeah. So we got to really pinpoint what the core issue is. Yeah. Right. Cause if it's Hmm. a fear of rejection, okay, we can unpack that and easily get that overcome. So is it, is it legitimately don't like the phones or is it, is it, you know, another symptom that if we can solve, then you can do this, you know, but then from there, if they legitimately don't want to do it, you know, um, um, so like I have an agent on my, you know, with that, that I mentor right now that just hates social media, gives her anxiety, like she just doesn't like it. I'm like, cool, don't do it then. There's a bazillion other things. So we just come up with this, you know, other strategies that just crush it for her. So just making, like just unpacking that and realizing you know, um, cause we all have different, again, goals, strengths, weaknesses. We all have different goal, uh, 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 you know, things that we're trying to build, things that we're trying to accomplish. So really unpacking that and, and then, you know, reverse engineering the architectural plans to, to, you know, put together that winning strategy for them in their business. So that that's very unique approach because usually what we see is this is the way, you know, like the Mandalorian, this is the way, right. But in reality is, my way isn't the way. My way is a way. And and you are going to find your way. And like you say, you hate, uh, you, hate uh, you know, social events. Okay, well, avoid social events. Do, so, do something different. But the, I think the key there is why do you hate social events? You just hate me. I mean, so maybe they just give you anxiety, like you said, right? Maybe you're just uncomfortable there. But is there a deeper reason? Is, there, is, is it the fear of rejection on the phone? Is it the, uh, you know, are you taking the passive approach of emailing because you're not worried about, if, you know, if people are going to reject you or not? How, how exactly is that approach? So, you know, it's funny, you, <laughs> you threw me off with that last one because I usually ask the question is like, if you could do one thing, you know, to succeed, what would it be? But you, you answered that in that everybody's so unique. So is that an approach you take in your coaching it, more of a one-on-one or is it more of a group type? Like explain your coaching program a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's cause look, I, I've wanted to try to, my, my, I've had two missions with it. Number one, to make it the most real estate, you know, the most effective, impactful real estate business building coaching program that ex- exists in the industry, but then figure out a way to do it where anybody can afford it, regardless yeah. of financial position, regardless whether you're brand new, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I call it almost free. You know, there, there is a small fee for it, but it's, you know, it's, it's almost free. Right. Um, um, with that though. So then it becomes, you know, difficult for me to do one-on-one, you know, um, um, on a consistent basis, you know, with right. that, even though everybody has seven days a week of access to me through certain mediums. Um, um, but with that, there's only one way I sell it, right. Which is to, to, you know, they've got to book a call with me, you know, or my team to go out there and walk them through. But that, what that allows me to do is very quickly. And, and so it starts off essentially with a coaching call of unpacking where they're at, what all the information I need to be able to deliver them their, their, you know, next 12 month plan. And then from there, we give them all the resources and everything that they need to go out there and execute on that and, and unpack that. Um, but there is, so, so how we, how we do these things, there's differences, but as far as the fundamentals, the fundamentals are the same for everybody. 
Yeah. You know, right. So, you know, it all comes down to, okay, you get a, and I call it the success framework, right? So it's, you know, you, you got to, you got to get extreme clarity and what is it you want, why you want it, why it's important to you, not just on a 12 month basis, but on a long-term basis. So it's like, if you could snap your fingers and have your dream real estate business built, what would that look like? Most people have no idea what the hell they, they actually want. They haven't, more, more people invest more time designing their grocery list or they'll spend more time designing Christmas than they ever do thinking about, you know, their overall life plan and what, yeah. like, what that ultimate life. So it's, you know, I look at real estate as a, the, the best vehicle that exists out there um, to go out there and build the life that you want to build. So we got to get clarity on like how much money you want to be making. Like what, what is it? What do you want your lifestyle like? What would your perfect day look like? You know, once we get and identify those things, okay, what the model is going to make the most sense for you based on that to go out there and build that and, you know, do that, do that. Right. So, so once you get extreme clarity and what you want, why you want it, why it's important to you, then boom, that becomes the goal. Step number two to that is then uh, you got to fully commit to making it a reality. You know, so mentally committing. Now, a lot of people are like, well, why is that important? I'm like, dude, like you got to understand success and come out of sacrifice. If you are not fully committed to making that thing a reality, you're not going to go out there and execute on this. Like you got, when I say fully commit, commitment means you do the necessary actions regardless of your emotional state. If you are just interested, you are never going to create success. Success is only reserved for those that are committed. So, hey, what's the sacrifice this is going to take? What is, you know, so the other day, you know, I had this young gentleman reach out to me, jumped on a call with him. Um, he's new in the business and he wants to go out there and make a million dollars, you know, in, in, in 2024. I'm like, okay, this is 100% possible, right? Like a lot of people will tell you, oh, it's not possible. You know, first yeah. year, you know, first full year in real estate. I mean, it's 100% possible. You know, but I'm like, here's what it's going to take. Are you willing to do that? Like we're talking seven days a week, 14 plus hour days. Like, are you willing to do this? This is what you really want. Like I will get you the roadmap and we can make this a reality if you're willing to do this. Um, um, so we got to mentally commit. Then from there, you identify the best proven plan to get you from where you're at to where it is that you want to go. Right. And the key there is proven, right? Like I don't care. You know, we're sold this myth that oh, if you just work hard, you, you know, it'll pay off. Oh, just you, dude, if you put in the work, if you're working hard, it's going to pay off. Like, I don't care how hard you were sprinting. If you're sprinting East chasing the sunset, you're never going to see it. Yeah. You know, there, there's no shortage of hardworking, broke people in our industry. You know, you got to make there's, sure. There's, you a, lot, there's a lot of hardworking, broke people in the country. And it, it, it it's, that's why when people say you just got to work harder for me, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, man, I see these guys out there busting their backs, doing stuff. They can't work in it physically and emotionally can't work any harder. Maybe the strategy needs to be updated a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, you can, I'm not saying that I'm not one of these guys that says that it, it's going to take hard work. It is, but you got to make sure that you're working hard, but working on the right things. Right. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and then from there it's just execution, right. And you execute and you don't stop executing until you create the success that you want to create. You know, so then if we even unpack that further as far as the plan portion, you know, it's like, okay, like right now, like you got to make sure you got the right strategy in place. Strategy is just your effective plan. Like, and again, this is, you know, the sniper scope. This is going after those that have the needs, not the wants, right? Um, so like, okay, like people are circle prospecting in this, you know, this time frame that we're in. It's very ineffective. You're going to burn yourself out. You're going to exhaust yourself. Like we got to make sure we got the right strategy. Um, then from there, you got to make sure that you attach the right process. So the process is just, you know, how much of this thing that we're doing, when we're doing it, how we're doing it. Right. So like, let's just say I'm calling expires. Okay. Like, you know, I got to make sure that, okay, I'm okay. Expires is, is, you know, I'm going to, you know, the person I'm targeting then, okay, what's that process? Okay. I'm going to call them day one. Then every other day for the first 14 days and every 21 days for the first year, because I know and understand that only 10% of expires relist in the first uh, 90 days, 90% relist between month uh, four and, and that two year mark. So I have to have a long enough frequency and a long enough timeline to convert at a high level. You know, so, so, you know, now we got strategy process. Then the third component of this is skill set. Okay. Then from there, it's like, okay, I can, I can you know, be targeting the right people. I can be doing it at the right frequency, but then from there, if I don't know how to navigate those conversations effectively, if I don't know how to, you know, reduce, you know, a, a pulled back sales resistance, if I don't know how to, you know, identify the true core objections and then overcome and navigate those objections, if I don't, and, and this is where, but I look at, okay, when it comes to these three things, it's like a three-legged stool. One of those legs goes out, bam, that, that son of a bitch is falling over, right? So if you don't have these three things dialed in, right, like you are going to be, the average person out there right now where your business is down 40 plus percent from what you were used to experiencing in the last few years, right? And you're going to struggle until you get these three things out. That's just the reality of, of the times yeah. that we're in. So, so I have a, I have a slight off topic question. I, I got a couple more that I want to ask before we wrap up, but one off topic question that I'm, I'm very curious your thoughts on this as a mortgage company, right? So we, we reach out to real estate agents all the time. We try to 
you know, do as much as we can to provide value to real estate agents. What would you suggest to a loan officer who wants to target a real estate agent and become a valuable asset to them? How does a, how does a loan officer go about that to a successful agent? Okay. So ju- just like the average realtor has a terrible strategy, right? The average LO has terrible strategies too. <laughs> yeah, I got every LO in our market blowing me up because you know we're one of the top oh, yeah. teams and you know, yeah. for an LO to get in with our team when we're moving the units that we move, like it's, it's good business for them. Right. Um, uh, but then, you know, what's the average pitch? Oh, just give us a shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like, Oh, well, do we, we get, we, we get loans done. We get things done on time. I'm like, okay, you want me to high five you for doing your job? You know, right? like, <laughs> Congratulations. Like, you did it. Yeah. It's like me just saying, Oh, well, you know, I, I find my clients that how I get my clients home sold. I'm like, well, like shit, dude. Like that's what, that's, that's what, what you're supposed to be doing. doing. You know, so, so, and you really, you know, you nailed it, dude. It, it's, it's adding value, you know, cause all people care about is what is in it for me. Yep. So, so when you're looking at that, you know, you're, 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 you're selling what you might perceive as the value, but you got to really go into, okay, what value can I add to them? Cause what do, what do realtors really care about is how am I going to grow my business? So yeah. like, if I'm a loan officer, okay, I'm going to become a badass at learning everything I need to learn about how to become a top real estate agent. Not saying I'm going to go wear that hat, but then I can become a mentor and a coach of, okay, here's how you go out there. And like we talked about client acquisition, here's how you dial in client acquisition. Let me teach you how to go out there and crush it in your real estate business, utilizing mm-hmm. social media. Let me, you know, I'd be running call sessions, you know, with them. Hey, I'm going to run these call sessions, you know, following up with your buyer leads, following up with your seller leads, any of that, that raise their hand. I'll be, you know, teaching them scripts, any of that raise their hand that they want to qualify. Boom, we'll live transfer them right there. I'll take them on. I'll get them pre-qualified right there. And boom, we'll keep them moving forward and help you convert nice. these. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'd teach them how to do buyer consultations effectively, listing presentations effectively. Like I would help them go from maybe they're struggling doing six deals a year to how to go out there and close, you know, 18 to 24 deals a year. Yeah, right. And change their personal situation, their family situation around. And then boom, they're going to be loyal for life. Because yeah. the impact that you made on their life, plus they're going to have more opportunities for you to go out there and do. So again, what are you doing to add value? That that, yep. the, but the right value, you know, right? That right, they right. Truly want. And don't call people up and be like, "Oh, well, what can I do for you? How can I add value to you?" Right? Like that's the dumbest way to approach people. Right? Like have well, the, the fourth, you're the fourth person that's called me this how week. How do I add value to them? And then let me go to them with the value add. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic, and I think that's that's a huge miss that most most loan officers miss with it. First off, they bombard the the higher you know because all the all the data is out there, so they just bombard uh, the high agents and they they throw a really silly pitch out there. So thank you yeah, for that. Can, I have, you know, speaking, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, okay, you and I are in the same business. Not not yeah. just I mean in real estate, like. Okay, I'm not working with buyers and sellers anymore. My job is to recruit agents, right? Yep. Like grow my real estate, you know, whether whether it be the brokerage, the the team, the franchising firm, the you know, or coaching or my software. Like it's like all day long, all I'm doing is recruiting agents. So what do we do? Yeah. You know, we put on events to help them grow, go out there and grow their business, right? It's always, you know, I've got a you know an ebook or a, a free book that I give out that I wrote of you know. 42 top tips to go out there and dominate your real estate business. So I get them in my funnels, you know, right? So just thinking of that in that way. So, you know, for those of you that are listening to this, that are also team leaders or, or brokerage owners or recruiting agents, all the same process, you know, right? Like it, it's like nobody cares how fancy your office is or, or, oh, well, we offer these, like fe- everybody tries to feature and benefit sell. All yeah. they care about is, okay, here's where I'm at. I'm experiencing this pain. I want to get out of this pain. I want to get to this pleasure. You identify that. You build the gap. You get them to become problem aware. You help them solve those problems, and they will then be loyal to you know for life. So it's, it's the same. It's the same thing. If if I'm talking to an agent, or whether I'm talking to a home seller, or whoever I'm talking to, it's the same psychology on it. It's like a. What's that? Uh, uh, Think and Grow Rich, right? From a hundred years ago. That, that stinking book. Best you, you, book ever written. <laughs> you, you read it and you're like, the human animal has not changed, right? Yeah. It, it, we are we are exactly the stinking same that, that we've been. Uh, so, do open houses still work? In, in today, yeah. you said circle prospecting. No, do open houses work right now? Yeah, but but this is a thing. Okay, uh, like let's just say, okay, same house today that I I would sit. You know, I haven't done an open house in like 16 years personally, but my agents do, yeah. right? So, um, um, you know, okay, six years ago was, th- you know, today this is an 800,000 or house. Six years ago was a 300,000 or house. We used to get 75 people through an open house. Now today we might get 
a dozen if we're lucky. Yeah. So then from there, it's like, okay, we cannot, this is where skill, why I've been stressing skill set in this podcast. Like you cannot afford to waste an opportunity in this market. So you have to have your shit dialed in, you know, like upfront. So, okay, what's my tour process? What am I doing to, at the end of that tour to navigate into? Because with open houses, why I like them so, so much is not only do we get to pick our price point, we can pick the niche, pick the mm-hmm. location. Yeah. Um, um, so like meaning, okay, like who's buying in my market? 40 to 55 year old married couples that are in peak income earning years. Cause if you're not making 150 grand average household income, it's like, you're not buying in my market right now. Right. So, yeah. okay. We're in, you know, so I'm going to do my open houses at the product that I know people are wanting to buy. That's a desire to buy that can buy. So, you know, open house in the 600 to million dollar price point. You know, right. So like, it's kind of like fill the dreams, build it and they will come do the open yeah. house on the, you know, in the areas where people are able to go out there and acquire real estate, you know, but then from there, and okay, the second that they sign in, so I got to make sure I have an effective sign-in process. The second they sign in, now we're face-to-face with a lead. So it's, yeah. it's, it's the quickest face-to-face with a lead source that, that I'm aware of. You know, but yeah. then from there, okay, that, that tour is intentional to then at the end of the tour lead to me setting an appointment. You know, but then from there, you're going to have a contingent of those you set appointments with, a contingent that you don't. So then what's your long follow-up game? So, okay, I put everybody to a thousand-day long you know, follow-up campaign after the fact. So what I mean is, yeah, they're still effective, well, here, here's the deal is, is almost everything, not everything, because like I said, circle prospecting, there's certain things that are going to be, you know, kind of ineffective in the time that we're in, but almost every, it's usually not the thing. It's how we work the thing that is flawed. Right. So, right. Yeah, so open houses still works. So but. If you, if you had to pick three, like if you, it, the most effective, meaning, you know, it's, it's our approach is flawed generally. It's like taking the you know, I have, I have some loan officers that tell me, oh man, you can't get a deal done right now. There's just no deals. So what I do is I pull, I pull stats, I show them, I show how many deals are closing every day. And I say, okay, just in our tiny little County, 40 houses every single day. You, so, so 40 people, four, 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 zero people out hustled you on Tuesday to get that deal closed. So how, how did that happen? Right. Cause somebody got it. So how, how, how did that happen? There's deals happening. So if you had to, if you had to if you were in front of your coaching group right now and they said, okay, give me, give me three, three things. So we got open houses, I imagine would be one, but what, what are, what are another two that you would say are worth, you know, the, the juice is worth the squeeze right now. So I, I'm going to, cause in this market, like right now, it, I mean, cause it's just so easy to do. Um, um, I want to stack as many listings as I can. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, I'll give two, well, we, I mean, there's, there's four right now that are just money expired Fizbos. Everybody's aware of those. What people aren't aware of, though, is the strategy to get those because you got to be different than everybody else. Your skill set has to be better. Your frequency has to be better. But then the, the two that are my favorite right now um, because they're high, extremely high converting because they're people experiencing pain that need to sell, but we don't have a heavy saturation with agents going after them. Number one is investors. So these are investors that own these properties, right? So you got tenant evictions up 54% uh, from pre-pandemic levels. You got rents being suppressed. So we're experiencing cap rate compressions for the first time in, in several decades. But you got taxes going up, HOAs going up, cost of maintenance going up. Yep. So they're having problem tenants. Rents are coming down. All their expenses are going up and up and up. So if they want to sell at or close to peak pricing, like now is the time to do so before they either get into negative cash flow territory or if they're in negative cash flow territory before they continue losing more. So we're going after your long-term buy and holds, but then also like your Airbnbs, your short-term vacation rentals, because mm. 50% of those require post-COVID when they were getting 70 to 75% occupancy rates. Today, they're getting 52% occupancy rates and they're just bleeding cash. Right. So there are people that that need to sell, need to sell fast. So we're converting right now eight percent of those hundred conversations, that's eight listings, right? Wow. I can have a hundred conversations in one day. Yeah, you know, right. Like that's if I'm pounding the phone's hard, right? Like, you know, not not saying that you know that's doable for all agents, you know, whatever, but you can have a hundred conversations in a week. Anybody listening to this podcast could, right? So um, and then what I love about the investors is and those ninety-two percent that are like, oh hey, no property's performing great, no intent of selling. Well, it's a win either way because now we're transitioning that conversation into acquiring them as buyer investor clients. Oh, yeah. Hey, no worries at all. And I'm glad to hear this property is performing great for you. Hey, real, real quick, before I let you go, you know, um, I'm not sure if you'd have interest or not in adding additional real estate properties to your portfolio. But, you know, if I could find you other great deals that perform as good or if not better than this one, you know, w- would you have interest in adding additional deals to your, your real estate mm. portfolio? And if so, would it be okay with you if I emailed you over any great deals I find? Like any savvy, sophisticated investor says, hell yes to that. 
right? Then we have NODs, notice of defaults, right? These are your period foreclosures. So right now you've got over 3 million homeowners throughout the United States. There's 85 million mortgages, 12 million HELOCs throughout the US. Over 3% of those, so over 3 million right now are 30 plus days late on their mortgage. Home hasn't been foreclosed upon yet. These are people that need to sell, need to sell fast. Otherwise their bad situation is going to get a hell of a lot worse. You know, so being, so again, this is where I was saying, okay, identify who's experiencing the pain, you know, right. And then go after yeah. like that. That's who has the highest probability of needing to buy or sell in this given market. That's uh, that's fantastic because I, I did notice you didn't say go buy leads. No, you said go. I you said yeah. go work. This is not a yeah. There's no need to spend like it, dude. It's it's kind of the old school fundamentals that are working best in this market. You know, right? Yeah. Like, so I'm, there was I'm a still doing some paid ad shit, but it, it, it's dude. It's it's the hustle, right? That, that's getting the best results right now. Yeah, and it's uh, it's you know uh, a phrase that I sent out to all my all my. I mean, maybe I took it from your from your Twitter feed. I don't know. I took it from somebody, but uh, it was Gary Vaynerchuk said, "You know, the more we, the more our society uh, acts like the Jetsons, the people that treat people more like the Flintstones are going to have massive success." Yeah, yeah and, but you're right, dude. It's you know, especially when you're selling high ticket sales like we are. I mean, we're selling the highest ticket item that our clients will ever acquire in their lifetimes, at least for most of us. Yeah, yeah. maybe you're representing billionaires. They're also buying jets and yachts, so. You know, but Probably for not. most of us, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, the real estate is going to be the most expensive acquisition they ever do in their lifetimes, right? So then from there, appointments get set on the phones. And these are human beings with, with real, like, I never look at anything as a lead or a prospect. It's like, dude, this is a human being. This is somebody's mom or father or son or daughter. You know, they're human beings with real needs, with, with real fears, with real things going on. You know, um, and then when people are like, well, dude, I, I'm not going to go out there and, and master my skill set. I'm like, okay, you just don't care about helping human beings then? Because I get, I get so many people that are like, oh, I just love helping my clients, you know, go out there and find their dream home or go out there and sell their yeah. homes. But then I'm like, okay, but you're not willing to then do the things and get good at the things that can help you do more of that. Yeah. Like like what's wrong? So what they're actually telling me is, yeah, "Yeah, I want to do it if it's just super easy. Yeah. Right. It's super easy and I get paid a lot. I'm very interested in helping people, Joshua. I'm like, go go be a showing agent, make your 20 bucks an hour, you know, right. And, and, you know, if that's all you want to do all day long, go do that then. But let's not be delusional here. So you, you have a lot of awesome stuff and I've, I've, I've dug into a ton right now. I really appreciate your time. How would people get a hold of you if they were interested in, uh, do you call it GSD coaching? What, 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 what is it? What's the coaching platform? Yeah. I mean, that's what other people call it. It's, it's, you know, real estate business mastery, uh, a coaching program. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, gsdmode.com and you guys don't have to, you know, worry about the coaching stuff yet or any of that. I mean, if you are interested, you know, you can, you can. You have a ton of free content there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, because I, you know, like, and whether you go to gsdmode.com where you can access my YouTube channel, my podcast, so all of that, um, and all the free content, free information, mm-hmm. or you know, you go to YouTube. My, my social handle everywhere is just Joshua Smith GSD. You know, um, okay. but if you go to my YouTube channel, example, I'm mean, have like two thousand plus just free video, free content, free training, free. You know, so go check. I just encourage you to go check that stuff out and you know, see how it impacts you. Cool. Well, hey, thank you very much, Josh. We really appreciate having you on the show today. And again, that's Joshua Smith, GSD Mode out in Arizona, real estate coach, success coach, and uh, real estate team owner. So give uh, give him a shout out at gsdmode.com. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. See ya. That wraps up another episode of Agent Success Podcast. Remember, you can find new episodes each week at agentsuccesspodcast.com. We hope you found the insights and best practices shared today truly valuable. And if you did, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, your success is a journey of learning and improvement. So let's keep hustling, thriving, and learning. Until next week, this is Tim Chase.